T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh my gosh, what a week, y'all. We'll count it down on today's podcast. The seven most insane things that happened this week, starting with the least insane. And you know it was an insane week if the least insane thing that happened this week was that the Defense Department admitted UFOs exist and have visited the Earth and barely anyone noticed. Yep. They specifically admitted, verified, in fact, that leaked photos and videos of some of the strangest UFOs we've seen so far, upside down pyramids, acorns, discs, unidentified aerial phenomena taken in 2019 are actual images of unexplained objects. It's kind of interesting because the government's gone so far for so many years to deny the existence of these, redact, and otherwise squash this. Now they're trying to tell anybody who will listen. Yep, they're out there. We don't know what they are, and they're visiting us. And this country's gone so insane, nobody cares. Number six, count this as the week. Democrats came out of the closet and formally backed riots and threats. And for the first time, it appears, succeeded in intimidating a jury, which everybody thought was just great. Before now, the Democrats have always ignored the rioters in the streets, pretended they had no association with them. Those days are over. Yep, not only did Maxine Waters get out there in the street breaking curfew and the law in the process, but they're Democrats, no one cares. Representative Maxine Waters dropping in, parachuting in to Minneapolis and telling people to get even more rambunctious. That's pretty loaded when you consider that the riots this summer did half a billion, with a B, billion dollars worth of damage to Minneapolis, and she just told them to turn the volume up. Nobody batted an eye at this, and Democrat leadership refused to condemn her or the rioters, meaning this has now gone mainstream. That's totally insane. And within literally hours of threats going mainstream, And the Democrats transitioning from mere riots to jury intimidation. LeBron James jumped in on the game, too. Nobody in Democrat circles condemned him either because they're all down, all for, all with the idea of violence. It's cool. It's hip. It's hot. It's what they're doing. And they've decided to publicly own it. LeBron James tweeted a picture of the Columbus cop who heroically walked into the middle of a knife fight 
and saved a young girl from being stabbed right there on video. For his efforts, the heroic cop got what only can be called a death threat from LeBron James, who has millions of Twitter followers. He tweeted a picture of the cop in question with your next, but then quickly deleted it. The left, which now embraces violence to get whatever they want, no matter how many faulty facts it's based on, defended him. While in an insane turn of events, the person who made the most sense this week, OJ. OJ Simpson, who now may be the greatest troll in all of history, or maybe he was just trying to help. I'm sorry, I can't help but laughing. Here he is explaining to LeBron James how stabbings work, and he'd know. Ironically, and in all seriousness, this really is the best take I was able to find anywhere. I was fascinated that OJ, who's not really known as a media critic, was able to really break down what the media did hear, that he got it. And that tells me a lot of other people did, too. He warned LeBron, after telling him what a great guy he was, to hold his horses with the quick takes, because the media lies. And even explain how you have to let him lie for a couple days before you figure out what actually went on. And only then can you comment. Here's OJ Simpson on how stabbings actually work. You got to pick your battles. I mean, it's a war that must be fought. But sometimes you need to take your time and be a little more patient before you comment on some of these um, uh, bad incidences that are happening with police departments. Uh, this one... Uh, LeBron should have waited. Uh, I'm a little upset with most of the media because they showed us edited versions of what took place with the girl with the knife. They made it sound as if this was another police officer uh, overreacting and killing a young black American. Well, from what I saw when I saw the full thing, the police um, guy had no choice. He responded. We wish he could have pulled a taser. We wish he could have done it uh, in another way. But in that instance, if he hadn't done what he did, it appeared to me if another young American would have had her life taken. Uh, um, um, and hey, I can't fault what he did. I wish it was different, but I can't fault it. But LeBron, keep fighting the fight. I think we all got to be a little more patient. I'm against defunding the police. I think you just got to redirect some of those funds to better training. God bless. Pretty sad that OJ has become the nation's moral compass as we reach peak idiocy. But that's what we did this week with Democrats, liberals and the liberal media all trying to justify knife fights among teenagers as totally normal in order to call this cop a racist. Bree Newsom, a prominent Black Lives Matter leader, even went so far as to tweet that American teenagers have been having knife fights for eons, she said. And it was racist of the police officer to intervene. We do not need police to address these, she tweeted. Yeah, but one problem. The people involved, when she started getting stabby, called 911, asked for help, and said she was trying to stab them. Hey. These grown girls over here trying to fight us, trying to stab us, trying to put our hands on our grandma. Get here now. We need a police officer here now. Tucker Carlson summed up the liberal media's insane reaction best with this. Just because someone's getting stabbed doesn't mean you have to stop it. Racist. Children have been stabbing their friends forever. Get over it. Let kids be kids. Let them stab each other. Let them stab. I'm just dying, y'all. Oh, my God. This week. Okay. I'm going to be serious. I'm going to get through this podcast.
Okay, the next most insane thing coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Then climate envoy for Joe Biden, John Kerry, said we need to get carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Like, all of it? He said it wasn't good enough to just go to net zero emissions, which I'm here to tell you this morning is impossible in our lifetimes in this time-space continuum. But to to get carbon, does he realize there won't be any photosynthesis? Does anyone, does he know how the science actually works here? Here's Kerry. You said twice getting to net zero is going to be hard, really hard. And uh, just remind everybody that 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 will depend on whether or not we have some breakthrough technologies and breakthrough innovations, number one. But even if we get to net zero, we still have to get carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. So this is a bigger challenge than a lot of people have, have, have sort of really grabbed onto yet. Such a big challenge, in fact, that the UK Daily Mail, one of the two big dailies in the UK, and virtually the only mainstream media outlet on the planet you can count on to tell you what's actually going on in America, had a pretty big warning for us when they got a look at Biden's plan. Namely, it's impossible. To meet the goal Biden announced this week, cutting greenhouse emissions by 50 to 52 percent over the next decade, they said it would prompt sweeping changes that would affect how Americans eat, drive, and heat their homes. You'd be able to eat about one burger's worth of red meat a month. You'd have to cut your red meat consumption by 90%. It would cost an extra $3,500 per year in taxes per person, not family. And it would force you to spend $55,000 on an electric car and crush American jobs. You get none of this from the U.S. mainstream media. That's because it's so bad. What the U.K. Daily Mail did was look at studies that showed what you'd have to do to get to that level of cut in our greenhouse gas emissions. They started with the Michigan University's Center for Sustainable Systems, and they say that we'd see diet-related greenhouse gas emissions cut by 50%. To do that, Americans could eat just four pounds of red meat per year. That's point. 
one eight ounces per day or about an average size burger per month. Yep, and we'd have to cut our consumption of all other kinds of animal protein by at least 50%. So you're going to walk around craving protein. It'd mean that the majority of new cars and SUV sales would have to be electric. Currently, electric cars make up just 2% of our new passenger vehicle sales. Keep in mind, he wants to do this in a decade, they're saying. Yep, and that more than half of new cars bought in the U.S. would have to be electric. Well, it's interesting because this week, Toyota, one of their executives testified before Congress, warning, we they'd love to help us do this, but we don't have the technology yet to do it. Basically, Toyota warned that there isn't enough electricity on the entire planet to electrify every American vehicle. They'd love to help, they say, but um, you can't do it. Says who? Says Toyota's head of energy and environmental research, Robert Wimmer. He warned that the grid and the infrastructure and the kind of batteries it would take to store clean energy simply aren't there to support the electrification of a private car fleet. And that we would need about 8,500 strategically placed car stations to support a fleet of just 7 million electric cars. Yeah, we're nowhere near powering 300 million. And again, the grid itself couldn't possibly produce the energy to do it unless we reopened coal-fired plants and went full-bore carbon energy. You can't do it with wind and solar because we'd need batteries to store that to store that energy, and that technology doesn't yet exist. Simply put, we're going to need a bigger energy boat to deal with connecting all those cars to the power grid. When, as we've seen in Texas and California, when you heavily rely on wind and solar, you get rolling blackouts. How these morons think we're going to plug massive numbers of electrical vehicles into that same grid, I don't know. And the Toyota executive didn't either. He tried to tell him it was impossible. But I doubt that'll slow the Democrats down. Okay, back to the UK Daily Mail. They point out beat by electricity to meet Biden's goal rather than natural gas or oil. And the average cost to install an electric heat pump with an all-in-one heating and cooling unit is about 5613 bucks per, per home. Taxpayers would have to fork out trillions of dollars. The whole monstrosity, the UK Daily Mail reports... Quoting Bjorn Lornberg, a visiting fellow at Stanford University, would cost about $3,500 in additional taxes a year, not per family, per person. Oh, and the whole thing's pointless, as Kerry explained in January. Almost 90% of all of the planet's emissions, global emissions, come from outside of U.S. borders. We could go to zero tomorrow, and the problem isn't solved. And it's definitely not going to be solved because as all the nations came together this week, chief polluter China and Russia both egged us on, said they thought the whole thing was a great idea. But when asked if they would commit to reductions, they said they wouldn't. In other words, what they're saying is, yeah, go ahead, destroy your economy. That'll only help us. Yep. Pat us on the back. Go right ahead. We're not doing it. But if you want to, that'll be fine. All of which leads us to the third most insane thing this week. It's this statistic, which captures the popularity of wokeness perfectly. Coca-Cola, which went woke, is getting killed. That's right. A full 37% of respondents to a Rasmussen poll this week said they are buying less product. In other words, boycotting. 
That included, wait for it, 33% of black adults who now say they are less likely to buy Coca-Cola because of the company's involvement in the Georgia election law controversy. Yeah, when you kneecap a county that has more black businesses than white businesses by pulling out, and on your way out you tell black people that they're not smart or capable enough to get ID, and that's why you have to do this, and all the people doing the talking are Coke executives who are white, it doesn't exactly... I don't know who came up with this idea. Listen to this. Those who say they're not going to buy Coke products anymore or they're not likely to buy Coke products anymore include 35% of white adults and 44% of other non-white adults. And again, 33% of black people. But here's the killer. The key demographic everybody looks at is this age group, 40 to 64, because they have the most money. That's where Coke took a wallop. 45% said they are boycotting Coke's corporate wokeism. 45% of the U.S. market audience? That's a massive hit, even for a global multinational corporation. They messed up. Which brings us to the second most insane thing this week. Americans are waking up to the fact that we have open borders. They may not fully grasp it yet, but these numbers are astonishing. 20% more Americans today call illegal immigration a very big problem under Joe Biden as opposed to when Trump left office just three months ago. A 20 percentage point jump that fast is astonishing. And it happened across all demographics. 28% of Americans called illegal immigration a very big problem when Trump left office. Today, it's 48%. Even Democrats who don't get real news are figuring out something's wrong. When Trump left office, just 15% said illegal immigration was a very big problem. Today, in this most recent poll, 29% do. That's almost double. That's according to the latest Pew Research Center survey, conducted April 5th through the 11th. But here's the most striking stat of all of them. For context, Pew reported more Americans now see illegal immigration as a bigger problem than coronavirus you'd never get that watching the media that means americans are actually beginning to wake up to the reality of what joe and kamala are doing and that covid terror is fading somebody tell the media and finally my personal most insane thing of the week paul krugman new york times columnist insisting there basically was no violence this past summer no riots nothing it was no big deal krugman insisted in a tweet That it's a fallacy, a conspiracy, that Black Lives Matter and Antifa protests and riots ever got violent this summer. He wrote in a tweet, the idea that our big cities were under threat is pure malevolent fantasy. Black Lives Matter may have been the best behaved protest movement in history. Um, perhaps in a different time-space continuum than this one? Let's use a source Krugman would trust if he read it, which we can't assume he does. Left-wing Axios. In this article, exclusive, one billion plus riot damage is most expensive in insurance history. They got a hold of a report from a company called Property Claim Services. It tracks insurance claims related to civil disorder. You want to know how very violent these were? Through From May 26th through just June 8th of last year, they report the number For the damage done by rioters, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and other associated rioters, quote, 
could be as much as $2 billion and possibly more. That's according to the Insurance Information Institute, or III. They compile information from the property claim services. But it's not all over the country, right? Wrong, according to Axios. The protests related to George Floyd's death are also different, Axios reported, because they are so widespread. Quote from the Axios article, it's not just happening in one city or state, it's all over the country. Loretta Waters of III tells Axios, which shows you the Democrats' strategy here, cheer on violence and then deny it ever happened. But it did. According to the major cities' chiefs association, damages $1 to $2 billion, officers injured by these left-wing protesters, 2,037, deaths at least 30, including two law enforcement officers, David Dorn, one other, and a severely injured officer shot execution style in the back of the head by a Black Lives Matter activist in Las Vegas. He's still on life support. I'll let former Trump press secretary Kaylee McEnany, who stewarded the press ship for Trump during all these riots, and at one point, in order to force the media to talk about them, actually broadcast footage at her press conferences so the media couldn't say they hadn't seen it. I'll let her have the last word on the podcast today. It's so insulting if you've had your business burned down, if you tragically lost a family member in these riots, to turn on MSNBC and see a reporter standing there with a microphone saying, what we're seeing here is generally not unruly as a building is in flames behind him. Uh, it just simply defies logic. And it's amazing to me, to give you another example, the AP's White House correspondent said last month in Fox uh, report on this said last month on television these protests were not violent they were nonviolent protests now he knows that's not true he sat in my White House press briefings when I played the footage that you're watching right now on your screen similar footage but he went on TV and said the opposite but the facts tell the story when you have 14,000 arrests at the nonviolent protest 14,000 across the country 12 cops shot and a White House correspondent has the audacity to go on TV and say no violence here. It's a lie, and it's unfortunate, and it marginalizes marginalizes the pain of the victims, as you just noted. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Battleground America podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded friends and family everywhere. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on radio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.